Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, how are you? so happy that you're here on this particular episode. Oh my gosh, what a journey, huh? I appreciate you so much for being here and for clicking on this and for reaching out and for listening to the podcast and for subscribing, for reviewing. If you haven't done that yet, go ahead and do that, please. Thank you very much. I love you and I appreciate you and I just want to let you know that. Um, it's a crazy hectic time in the world right now, but also such a beautiful time to appreciate and be grateful for what we have, for what we have, like the fact that we are alive and well and breathing and living and any little bit that you could find some gratitude for right now. Let me tell you, that is my, my invitation. I've been sitting in deep gratitude and trying to flood my body with the beautiful hormones of oxytocin and dopamine and happiness and serotonin and joy because it's heavy right now. And I see you shit is heavy. So I wanted to talk to you today about my journey with spirituality because I realized that I don't talk about that on my podcast a lot. And I don't know if you know about my thoughts or my life or my journey on it or how spiritual or what spirituality means to me, but I thought I should talk about this because if you don't know, I want you to know. I want to talk about it with you. I want to unpack this massive topic that probably needs a whole series alone. Um, and I thought it would be really interesting because so many of you hit me up and messaged me about things like this. And I realized that I don't speak about it. And it's something that I, I don't want to say I keep it private, but I keep it very close to me. And I'm, I'm not hiding anything. I just choose to keep that bit close to me. But I thought it would be really cool for you to hear about my spiritual practices or what I think spirituality is and my journey with it. So if I take you back to the beginning, I grew up with, as you know, hopefully, or you may have heard my story, my mom was bipolar and I grew up just me and my mom in and out of foster homes and she was in a lot of mental hospitals. There was no religion. I didn't grow up religious. Uh, my mom didn't baptize me. None of that. And when I was going to live with my grandma when I was young, I didn't go to foster homes until I was like four years old or three years old. But when I was younger, my grandma would take me to church and she ended up going to a Catholic church. And then my grandma changed over to a Pentecostal church and Pentecostals like Christian, but they don't wear, they didn't wear pants, um, they didn't wear pants, the women, they didn't cut their hair, they didn't put makeup on. They were very like strict, very Bible type shit. Anyway, so I would say that I grew up in and out of that church environment. The Catholic church, I don't remember much because my, my grandma wasn't in it for too long. And then I think when I turned 12 or 13, my mom got caught up into that church. And when I say caught up, the church she got into was a bit toxic. They 
basically would say to her that she didn't need to take her pills and that God was going to save her and cure her. And so they would recommend her to take, to stop taking her pills or they would mention that to her. And my mom at the time was really, you know, she was really, um, what's the word called? Like persuade, persuadable. So she would listen and go to church and then say, I'm stopping my pills. And then all of a sudden she would get sick. And I remember a whole gang of church people coming to my front door and my mom was really ill, mentally ill. And, you know, by that time she was manic. So she was really aggressive and she was losing it. She wasn't really nice to be around. And I opened the door. I think my mom was in the doctor's office or something that day. And I opened the door and I must have been like 13 or something. And this church, like a whole mob of people from her church came. And I opened that door and I told them to fuck off and I swore at them and I said, how dare you? I mean, I was really hostile. I was really angry because my mom had gotten sick because of the advice that she had taken or whatever from these people. And that must have done something to me when it came to religion because I was really anti-church at that point in time. And I stayed anti-church and anti-religion for a very, very long time throughout my whole life. And it really wasn't until I moved to Australia and I was with the first guy that I moved to Australia for who ended up not being a nice guy. Um, I'm sure he's a nice guy now, but at the time he wasn't a nice guy in our relationship. And so I left him after 11 months of living in the western area of Sydney. Um, I left him and I moved to the city with a roommate and it was Easter. It was Easter Sunday. My roommate had went off to be with her mom for the holiday break vacation and I was home alone and I remember being in a really dark place drinking lots of alcohol doing really bad shit at the club and just going crazy going wild and this was after my husband died after I moved to Australia for this man who didn't work out and here I am by myself Easter Sunday and I felt so lonely and I remember going I need to do something today like I have no family I was in massive self-pity feeling sorry for myself And I ended up Googling on my phone or researching a church in the area. And I don't even know till this day why I did that. But I must have wanted community or a place that would accept me. I definitely felt like damaged goods. I definitely felt like something was wrong with me back then. Um, Like I was broken and messed up and and just, just damaged, right? So I Googled this church and I ended up walking down the street to this church in the city of Sydney. And it was popping. It was awesome. This church was kind of like a Hillsong vibe. I don't know if you know about Hillsong, but it was very like, you know, young people, modern. They were playing music. And how crazy. The day that I ended up going, which was Easter Sunday, there was a guy from Atlanta, a black African-American man who was visiting. And hello, as an American, I'm like, oh, my God, like he's singing gospel music. I'm like, what? Like, where have I walked into? Is this like an American church? And he was only visiting. And I, of course, sat in the front row because if I'm going to do something, I sit in the front row. That's all I do. I don't I do not do anything in the back, right? So I'm in the front row. I'm clapping. I'm having a bit of a good time. And I won a CD from this guy. So he was giving away a CD and I won it somehow. So I'm having a good time. I'm sitting there like, how did I end up in this church? Whatever. I feel good. I feel I felt some power, some some faith. I felt something greater than myself. I didn't necessarily have a really great relationship or healthy relationship with God. When my husband passed away, we both didn't really believe in God. We're like, this is bullshit. A bunch of 
old white men have sat around and wrote the Bible so that people don't freak out and they wrote this bullshit story. You know, like we were really anti-God when right before Gio died. We're both in the military. We just didn't believe. We didn't. His family was highly Catholic. There was a lot of fear in the Catholic church that they went to. And I had no religious background at all. My mom had had that experience. My grandma had grown up in this church basically where she couldn't wear pants or cut her hair. She really turned into a vegetable. My grandma was mentally unstable as well. She had bipolar or they reckon that she had schizophrenia. Anyway, so I was just anti-church, anti-God. I had issues with father and God being your father and Jesus being a father and all that because my father left. So there was so many deep layers. But I felt really good in this church when I went to this church. And I ended up obviously sitting in the front. People noticed that I was new. I, I won the CD. It's Easter Sunday. That shit, it was packed. And I ended up meeting two girls that day. Um, Sylvia and Barbara, shout out to Sylvia and Barbara, my girls, they became my best friends. They really brought me in. And the way that that church worked was about community and about people. And it wasn't so much about Bibles and, and stories about God. I still, till this day, am the worst. I know nothing about the Bible. I don't really know any of the big stories that most people know. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. So I'm like, cool, I'm in this church. I'm making friends with these girls. Now, remember, I had just moved to Australia with this man who didn't work out. I met my roommate at a nightclub. We were cool, but like, I didn't really know my roommate either. So I've made friends with these girls. I'm like, you should come to church. You should join this group. So there I am going to church, y'all. I was full up, all up in church. I started taking Bible studies. Like, I don't know. I went fully into church. And then long story short, what ended up happening was... I met another guy who was also in church and, you know, he wasn't a real church dude. He was just like pretending, like pretending to be in church, but doing all the, all the anti-church things and not being a good guy to me, but using kind of the religion as like, I'm a good person. I go to church. So I'm in this church and one day I'm at a Bible study. It's like 7 PM. And I'm like, I'm such a good person. I go to church and I'm doing Bible study. I'm such a good girl. This guy is so lucky to have me as his girlfriend. And I remember the pastor saying that we need to get our message out to everybody in the world or else they're going to die and, and go to hell and burn in hell or something. And I'm like, um, what? Excuse me? Like, it was like the first time I heard it. And whatever you believe, believe what you believe, right? If this triggers you, I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to trigger you. But this is what tripped me out. And I listen to Oprah talk about religion and how she does her own version of Christianity and I agree and this is why I'm in this church and this man says that we need to rescue every person and teach them about our God about our Bible about we basically need to convert everybody to the way we see church and the Bible and religion or else everybody's going to go to hell and die and I'm like people from China he's like yep yeah. I'm like what about people in India who believe in their own religion yes them too all the people of the world we need to get to all of them and this is not a church that knocks on your door and actively tries to convert you. But this was the atmosphere and the vibe and the energy of what they were believing in. And it just, I can, when I tell you, you know when something doesn't land and doesn't resonate and you're just like, no. Like every cell in my body, even the cells outside of my body, like my field around me was not okay with it. I was just like, no, none of this feels right. None of this feels in alignment. And as soon as that happened, I left. I moved away. I backed away from that church. I ended up moving to Melbourne. I was just like, no way. 
I can't. And again, now, remember my turbulent relationship with God and church and Jesus. Again, I was angry again. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I hate all this. Like, I got really judgmental with church people. I got really judgmental about religion and Jesus and Christ and the Bible and the stories. I just became really, really um, scarred and angry about the whole situation, which is not helpful, by the way. But that's what happened to me. And then I moved to Melbourne for this guy who ended up being another la douche. Um, he wasn't nice either. And the entire relationship was about con- condemnation, how I was dirty and I wasn't good enough. And that when I cleaned up my past, then I would be able to be good enough for him and his family. And that was the, like literally the entire relationship was about that. So here I am like once again going, something's wrong with me. I'm not good. I'm not good enough. Like this church situation, this God situation is teaching me this and Again, it's not for me. I need to back away and move away from this. And I meet my husband, Hamish, who at the time was my personal trainer. And this guy dumps me and I meet Hamish. And Hamish had this beautiful, gentle, incredible energy about him. Just like ease. He was just ease, walking flow. That's what Hamish was like. And I remember him speaking to a woman at the gym it was this was tanja one of my besties and my first my first ever coach tanja was anyway i remember him speaking to her and having sessions with her and you know and she was just this ball of light like tanja was like a ball of light and energy when i met her and i'm just like what are these people eating or drinking or smoking or what like fuck they look so happy and so incredible and just so in alignment and what is this and i had no idea about this right long story short i end up roy breaks up with me on my birthday, nice man. And I ended up hanging out with Hamish and we ended up dating, like starting to date, right? And Hamish was explaining to me something one day. He's like, you know, the universe and, you know, the universe and, and I'm God and I'm everything and the universe is in everything. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm sorry, what are you talking about the universe and the trees? I don't understand. Like, you mean God? And then I'd, I'd, I'd say things to him like, you know, when we get married, um, we're going to baptize our kids, right? Like, do we baptize our kids? And he would just look at me like puzzled, like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't even go to church and you're, how do you even know about this stuff? And it was really funny because for a while there, he was so in spirit. So Hamish's background is he studied and he did a podcast about this. If you're interested on the manfulness podcast, I will link it in the show notes. But he in school grew up in a boys Catholic school, like his, his dad could not be any more Catholic than what his dad currently is, right? Ivan is super Catholic, like super Catholic. And his whole family grew up Catholic. Now, Hamish, for whatever reason, ended up studying every religion. He was so interested on his own, studying Buddhism, studying Hinduism, studying Christianity, studied the Kabbalah, because he just studied every religion. And he got really into it. And so he had this view that everything was was one like it all worked together and it was all the same thing and that people just named it and called it different things but the over and underlying message was about love and about being kind and about doing good and about looking after people and love and so when he would talk about the universe and spirit and this and I'm like what are you talking about and so for a while there in the beginning of our relationship we didn't know if we were going to work because I was so trying to call it church god religion 
in the box that I knew, even though I didn't agree with it, I knew that that was the box. And he was so, for me at the time, Hamish was so woo-woo that I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, what are you actually talking about? You actually sound insane. And I can't believe that that's who I was. And I think about who I am now (laughs) and how I see spirituality and how I see spirit and how I see source energy and how I see energy and the work that I do now and how different it's like she's another I don't even recognize her so I started seeing Tanja who at the time was a coach but she was clairvoyant in my first session with her I sat in her room and I was like dear God please oh my goodness Lord Jesus Um, and I would do like the sign of the cross which I didn't even know what the hell the sign of the cross meant right but I was doing the sign of the cross I'm like ay Dios mío señor amado please bless me God that this witch woman doesn't do some fucking voodoo shit on me and I'm like praying right before my my spiritual healing session okay with her that's how scared I was okay and she laughs we still laugh about that shit right She was so incredible and so not scary and weird. And remember, at the church I was in, what I had read in that Bible study was like, if somebody can do spiritual work and they're not a priest or a pastor, they're demons. Basically, they're using devil devil magic or they're devil people. So that was like my conditioning in my little head. And I hadn't even grew up with the church. I can't even imagine people that grow up with the church, how, how, how puzzled they must feel about spirituality and, and shamanic healings or, you know, Reiki or people that do spiritual work. So I was so confused and I had a session with her and I sat with her and I cried so much. She cracked me open like I do with my clients now. I get into their heart and soul. We get into the pain. We release it. We discuss it. We work with it. And it was like this freedom that I had never felt before. And I wasn't scared and it wasn't devil and it wasn't scary shit. It was freedom. It was freedom with no name, with no label, with no box. It was me being deeply in tune with myself just by closing my eyes and getting quiet. I got to have a spiritual experience by going within myself, basically, by closing my eyes and trying to shut my thoughts off and not chasing my thoughts and not thinking about other things, just closing my eyes, going into my body and being present. And that was, that still till this day is the, is the most spiritual experience I feel I have when I do that. And so here I am with my husband trying to work out, or my boyfriend at the time, trying to work out what spirituality is. What do you mean when you say this? Oh, that's interesting. How did you do this? How did you do that? And he's teaching me and talking to me. I'm reading books. I'm going deep into this world of the unknown that I had no idea about. And Hamish never hit me over the head with this information, by the way. He just was like, look at this and check this out and read this book and look at this documentary. And I started listening and watching documentaries like what the bleep do we know? I started listening to Wayne Dyer. Oh man, he's still to this day far away. Wayne Dyer changed my life. I started listening to Louise Hay and started understanding about the work of you know conversations with God I start like everything that you can imagine that had to do with the esoteric and and the spirit world just so that I could understand what it was and within 12 months of me going from are we going to baptize our kids what do you mean spirit and universe all the way 12 months later to literally being exactly where Hamish was fully flying the flag of being in tune with my mind body spirit being in tune with the work of Joe Dispenza being in tune with the fact that we are 
we are, as, as Wayne Dyer says, as Deepak Chopra says, we are spirits having a human experience. You are not a human having a spiritual experience. We are all spirits. We are energy. We are spirits having a human experience. We are pretending to have this experience called human, called body, called arms and legs and mind and, and, and head. And it was so interesting, the flip and, and researching and listening and reading these books and up leveling my mind and just being open to something else and being open to the unknown. And it doesn't need to be like, that's the truth. It's just, do I even know that there is one truth? And do I know for sure that that exists? Or is that just a concept that I got told? And what if I kept discovering and asking and revealing and asking more questions? And it just led me to this beautiful place of understanding that no one's right or wrong, that there's no one way to feel connected, that there is something greater than you and I, something greater than ourselves, and that it can go unnamed or you can name it, whatever serves you. You know, does it serve you? Does it make you feel good? Does it help you? Are you connected? Do you feel in tune? Are you connected to your body? You know, are you creating the life you want to create? Are you aligned? All of these questions. And so after lots of research, lots of years, I now, I guess in my, in my understanding and experience, and I'm getting a bit personal here, but I now really see that you know, the prophets, the, the, the Buddha and, and Muhammad and Jesus and these people that, you know, I feel like we've looked up to as the high and mighty end all God. I see as, as sages and people that existed to up level humanity's consciousness and that their magic and their power is real and that so isn't it real Krishna and, and, and all the gods in India and all the gods in Egypt and all the gods in you know, in Greece and that all of this that we don't know about and all of this that people believe in can coexist together and that at the end of the day, it's what serves you the most and that, you know, the point of of spirituality and the point of religion and the point of gods and goddesses or, or, or prophets was never to have a war against religion or a war against whose God was right or wrong. It was always to be a kind person to another person. It was always to feel love and it was always to have a deeper connection with yourself. And so I now, as a practice, am really conscious that I go back into my body and that I don't just live in my head because a lot of the work I do with you on the podcast and a lot of the work I do with my clients is mind. It's head and mind and it's not body. It's not embodying. It's not closing your eyes and going inside. It's not meditation. It's not dance. It's not um, expression through the body, right? It's not breath work. I do head shit. Like I work in the head space because we live so heady. We're so heady. We let the head get involved. This is the shit that stops women from doing what they want to do. Our thoughts are creating our reality. All of that jazz. But in my personal life, I love to live in the body space. I love to talk to my friends who channel. I love to investigate and discover where we came from and the origins of humans and go into space and talk about being cosmic and, you know, extraterrestrials and, you know, ayahuasca and shamanic and underworld and the, the, the plant medicine and understanding the, the, the place where psychedelics play a role in our mental health and development. And, you know, it's just like this other world and just really seeing 
how much it can serve us when we take the time to connect with our spirit, with our soul, with ourselves, whatever you believe in, that you ask more questions if you're in church, that you ask more questions if you're religious or spiritual or you're an atheist, that you ask more questions and that the point of asking the question is to find a deeper relationship with yourself and that nothing's hovering over you and you don't have to become anything to anyone, but you get to have a deep experience with yourself. You get to feel connected to yourself. And so this whole journey, which I'm still riding the waves of and I'm still on, has been so incredible for me. A girl who didn't grow up with any belief and any religion, a girl who found church and then was shattered by, you know, what, what she was told and what she believed to then meeting a man who was fully woo woo out there. My husband is y'all don't even know he is. He's practicing shamanic energy medicine, which is incredible. And he's seeing shit and doing things in his sessions that like, it will blow your mind if I even tried to explain what he explains to me, what he sees and how he tunes in. He's like a normal everyday dude. He's a dad, right? He's hilarious. He listens to Drake. He's cool. You know, he, he's, he's normal, but then he's in the spirit world and it's this incredible, like this incredible thing tunes in. So I guess why, why I'm telling you this is because I don't talk about this a lot. I don't talk about my spiritual practice. I don't talk about what I believe spirituality wise. I don't talk about past life or, or energy. I don't talk about that stuff, but it's definitely a major part of my life. And if you are listening and you're like, what the hell? How do I go on this journey of discovering? You know, I would just highly recommend that you, you check out, I'm going to link some of the books in the show notes, but that you, you check out you know, different resources. A thing that I love is Gaia, Gaia TV. Gaia TV is probably your go-to library for you checking out what else there is. You know, my big question is like, and what else is true? And what else could be true? And what else? And what if that's not true? Then what else? I'm always asking questions. I think it's really healthy for you. As I say in my podcast, question me, question you, question your friends, question your family, question everything, like keep seeking, never stop seeking and desiring to understand more. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no right way. There's no one way. Your way is the right way. Does it serve you? You know, my shamanic healer, I said to him, I have a belief that I have a massive energy field around me that no one can get into. And just so you know, I host events with hundreds of women and I'll be speaking all day and there's some thick energy in the room. There's some thick mood, some thick vibes in the room. Some nasty shit will be in the room. And I don't take anything on. You know, the Greek people will say evil eye or Turkish people evil eye. You know, other people will say negative energy. I don't believe it comes to me. Do I believe in negative energy? Of course. I believe in positive, negative, all of it. But I don't believe I can take on someone else's stuff. I don't have that belief in me. And so I'll have these events. And I feel so clean. I remember telling my shamanic healer, I'm like, is that true? And I'm asking him like he's going to tell me. And he's like, well, how does that make you feel? I'm like, I feel good about it. He goes, then keep believing it. And to me, that's like the epitome of a great teacher in any way. They're not telling you this is the way. You know, if you see blue, it means this. If you see purple, it means this. They're like, what do you think it means? Because it's really powerful. So I'll leave you with that. You know, what is spirituality to you? How can you connect deeper to yourself? How can you connect to something greater than yourself? Do you believe that that is a, is a, that, that there's an ability to do that? Are you seeking more? Are you seeking more connection? Are you seeking more answers? Are you seeking more depth? You know, I can't wait. Hamish and I are looking at, um, 
once this coronavirus situation moves travel around, I would love, we would love to go to an Indian ashram. So we're going to, we found one that we want to go to and want to just sit there, sit in meditation. We want to go to Joe Dispenza's week long retreat, which is just a fucking dream. Hamish and I want to go to the Amazon and sit with the shamans and take ayahuasca and have ceremony with the people there and, and, and learn and grow and develop. I'm actually going to sit in ceremony if it, if time permits in Melbourne in a, in a beautiful uh, meditation ritual ceremony, you know, and obviously I'll share everything with you, but this is the thing that really would light us up is to be able to do more of this work, to sit with these people, these tribes, these, these amazing spiritual healers, gurus around the world that believe totally different things. They don't all believe the same things, but we would love to just sit with them and under and uncover why they believe what they believe and how does that serve them and what does it do for them? So I just think it's, it's an incredible thing to look beyond yourself. It's an incredible thing to have the desire. So if you feel called to it, if you have a desire, if you're not sure, you know, your intuition is the best thing, the feeling that you check in with. How do you feel? How do you feel in your gut, in your stomach, which is the number one brain that we should all be tuning into? The brain in your stomach is number one. The brain in your heart, another great brain. The brain in your head should be the last brain we check with, but it's unfortunately the first one. And these two, the gut and the heart, are big brains where if we listened and we let ourselves be led by those places, our decisions, our choices, our lives, our relationships, our businesses, our, our careers would look so different. There's not room for fear when you're being led by your intuition. There's no room for it. There's no room for doubting yourself when you have a deep relationship with your inner being, when you know that you are not this fucking bag of skin. When you know that you are not your wrinkles, you are not your thoughts, you are not your feelings, you are not your mistakes, you are not what you do. When you know that you are not the clothes that you wear, the car that you drive, the career or the job title, you're not your name. When you know that you are beyond those things and that you are this, this, this bigger, grandiose, amazing, incredible soul, fuck the things that can open up for you. I don't have all the answers. I'm still discovering. I'm excited to discover. I feel like I'm in such a great space of getting in tune with my body and understanding what my body is trying to say to me. I feel like I'm connecting with and meeting incredible people in my life who are highly spiritual and have incredible practices and tune in and speak to guides and speak to people and get messages and have gorgeous ritualistic practices that they do that serve them. And I may not be there yet, but I'm so looking forward to learning from these people, from these friends, from these mentors. And what I do know is that we are so much more than this bag of skin. We are so much more than our human bodies and that there is a greater thing beyond what we think we know. And so, um, yeah, I think I've said enough here. There's a lot of freaky deaky shit. Hopefully you're not super freaked out. Um, and if you're not, then I will keep sharing because I have some other freaky deaky shit that I could share here that would be awesome. So I might just keep sharing about my spiritual practice or my spiritual beliefs or what's what I'm doing, what I'm learning. I'll keep you posted on my session in November. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because I really feel like we can only live so long in our head. We can only do so much in our heads. The rest is an embodiment. And when we're embodied, holy shit, the experience of being a human and being a spirit coming together when you're embodied 
is like it's out of this world literally and metaphorically and all the things i love you so much thank you so much for tuning in and i cannot wait to speak to you again soon big love my darling we are in wild times right now and in order for you to manage your mind and boost your immunity and be level-headed instead of panic i want to invite you to consider online training to consider joining a community a sistership where you are going to be held where you're going to be supported where you have a safe space to unravel and with all this time at home you can actually better your life and work on yourself good news as well i have now done a 12-month payment plan for the online sisterhood so many women right now are experiencing trouble with their finances losing their jobs being single mothers not knowing when their next money or paycheck is going to come from and we are navigating that with our current sisterhood members we are working with every woman that we can in order to support them in these tough times and i hear you out there saying i'd love to join the sisterhood but i can't afford it i can't afford six payments So what I've done is made it a year-long program. It's a year-long program with a year-long payment plan. I really, really want you to consider if this is the time for you to join the sisterhood and work on yourself. It is available to you now. Let's do the damn thing. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it, and if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey. Bye.